Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Whatever Podcast. Joined with me, your host, Chris. Today, I've got Connor and the man, Preston Stone. Preston, Connor, what's going on, guys? Not much, just pouring our lives into uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys might be. I'm not. So you're gonna have to fill me I, in on what this what this. You is. know, when when we were, when we were like topic planning for this, I thought, you know, I I I would love to talk about it, but I almost want to like I almost suggested Preston just please come on like come do double take because we're gonna we're gonna talk for 40 minutes and Chris is just gonna be like what the <laughs> hell are they talking about? Which, which hey. and but then but then I was like you know what it's no different it's no different than than Chris and I when we go off on tangents about movies. So I thought, yeah, ah, the well, hell with it. So this time, I think uh, my topic will actually draw Preston in a little bit with my movie discussion, but we'll get that yeah. to that later. So I think so. Hey, I, I, I learn a lot from you guys every time anyway, so I'll, I'm ready to learn about Elden Ring. That's for sure. All right. So I just to give you a little backdrop to what we were about to talk about. So have you ever heard of From, Sof- From Software or of Dark Souls video games? Are you asking me? Yes. I've heard of those things, but I'm pretty well clueless, so you can gotcha. educate me. All right. So From Software is a uh, Japanese developer under Bandai Namco. Um, they've been uh, developing games for a long time. Um, made famous by their uh, Souls series. Uh, first game, Demon Souls, and then Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, and then branching off from kind of like that formula that they started. So... These games are uh, very hard is kind of what they are yeah. uh, known for. And they all, they all follow the same formula. So, so when he said like branching off, they were like, nah, we'll take the same formula, but change a couple of elements, but it, adding it some like, things and yeah, yeah. T- take it away. Some other, like it spanned a whole genre of games. Uh, yeah. They, they now refer to games like it as souls like, and it's an actual genre now. That's how big uh, of an impact that their games have made. So what makes it so tough? So what makes it so tough is that they don't hold your hand through anything. Skill, Uh, Chris. Skill's what makes it tough. Yeah. (laughs) So so it's kind of hard to explain unless you've played it. But um, let's say you get to a boss in this game and they do not. There is no difficulty setting. Um, there isn't just, you just go in as is and level up. And honestly, you could not level up at all or choose to level up as much as you want. And you could still get your butt kicked by a boss. Um, the challenge is remembering and understanding a boss's moveset on how they're going to attack and the best way to avoid or block or counteract that attack in using, uh, it's very involved. Okay. And so, uh, uh yeah. Okay. Connor? So Chris, <laughs> here I am and I don't get excited about games a whole lot anymore. Maybe like once a year, I'm like, Oh wow. Like that game, that game is it. You know, like, like games just don't, they're not really made the same. There's mm-hmm. no love and dedication and, and no time is taken. Well, I'd argue that point. Hey, 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 shut the hell up, Red Dead. Um, so here we are, and Elden Ring is shown, and there's like nothing to the trailer. 
All it says, mm. all it said, the only thing they put in this trailer is that it was written by George R. R. Martin. I thought, okay, cool. Like in the height of Game of Thrones, um, they, they put this out clearly to draw hype. And he like pretty much wrote this whole world um, for this game to take place in. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say pretty much wrote it all. I would well, say I mean, he, no, no, no. I mean, it was a tag from, team effort, but he wrote a lot of it. I heard, I read it was only about... Did we lose him? Hello. Hello. Are you there? Hello. I'm yeah. back. That was weird. I think. Did I lose just... all of you? Or no, did we, I, all I, we, each we all lost each other. That was weird. That was yeah. I didn't either. Uh, I think it was probably just Discord. Uh, Preston, you picked up where you said you thought it was, and we were talking about George R. R. Martin and Miyazaki oh, writing yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just, I've just read that. Um, George R. R. Martin only really kind of had just like, uh, just like editing stuff and just editing a few things. Cause I mean, honestly, the story feels just like what, um, like they would write regardless if George R. R. Martin was involved. Um, maybe I it mean, feels a little more straightforward than usual, but no, I, I, that, I think, um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think the obvious like cohesive storyline is, big half of like George R. R. Martin coming in. Um but if you pay attention to like like did you watch Game of Thrones? No. Yeah, so if you're like mm-hmm. to go back and like watch Game of Thrones, I'm sure probably read the books. I, I mean I wouldn't know. There's a lot of things that George R. R. Martin uh adds, like what he writes about. And uh this just screams George R. R. Martin. Like a hundred and ten percent just screams George R. R. Martin. Uh there are certain places that are like very heavily inspired by his game. Yeah, I guess, but did you play Dark Souls three? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I get it, but it that's what exactly makes it the same. Yeah, I mean, that's no, what I makes get... it a from software game. I'm watching the trailer right now with uh, some of the game, some of the scenes in the game, and I can exactly see what you're describing there, Connor. Yeah, like I did the, watch oh, like, Game of Thrones, like sure. the crow, like the crows and stuff, like all yeah. over the place. The wolves, the different kinds. Of, yeah, I mean, like uh, there's just a lot of George R. R. Martin in it, but. Uh, I, I think I think um, what what probably happened is like to be to be quite honest, he probably came in with an idea and a story and maybe wrote like the main storyline or whatever. And then all of these other story writers and like Miyazaki came in and they're like, OK, well, now let's take the story and turn it into a game. So in my mind, it's no different than like maybe adapting like something into a game. Um so it was like, you know, half George R. R. Martin and then half everyone else, I think. Um, so I think you're still right. But uh, there there are some really, really, really cool elements that is like clearly a nod towards everything. Um, so, Chris, from watching the trailer, I've got a question for you and for you, too, Preston. Um, do we think that any little bit of this is like an effort to be some like 
anywhere close to the Lord of the Lord of the Rings, not not in the main story premise, but just kind of like overall, like this would, ring of power. I would say no, mostly because they've been fought kind of. I mean, honestly, yes, um, Miyazaki has already talked about how big of a Lord of Rings fan he's been yeah. and how it's kind of contributed to his earlier works. Um, but I don't think it was like trying to rip off. No, I, I don't think um, it's trying to rip off, but like, yeah, uh, I could see where I, you're getting, getting the sense of just maybe his love of the Lord of the Rings yeah. and tying it. To, I, I mean, obviously I've not played this probably won't, uh, but just watch, I can see the tie into uh, game of Thrones with the imagery I don't see that with Lord of the Rings as yeah any any kind of rip yeah. off of that. No, I don't think it's a rip off. I think it's like because Preston there there's like a I I mean I love it. I I love I love the nods to like there's some pretty obvious nods I think to Lord of the Rings. But uh there's uh there's you know a bunch of rings in the Lord of the Rings there's a bunch of rings that are distributed to different figures, right? And in this, like this Elden Ring and all these big iconic like rune holders, I think it's like. Uh, I mean, it's crazy because so like, um, what, what strikes me is uh, it's pretty. So I'm not saying like from software is like stale or anything. It's just um, it's it follows the exact same thing of Dark Souls Three, where instead of getting the. Uh, Instead of getting the Elden parts of the Elden Ring to make it whole, you're gathering the uh, bearers of the flame of the last uh, Dark Souls three, gathering all of the lords of Cinder to upon their thrones so that you uh, make them um, uh, 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 become the uh, become the like the conduit to allowing the Age of Fire to continue which is pretty much kind of what this is following, except you are now the conduit of that. It is a very confusing game. If you don't do the lore dives, it is incredibly confusing. Chris, just from watching the trailer, you know just as much of the story as I do from playing the game. <laughs> okay. Um, so but, how far... So have you guys been deep but into you pay, it? If you, how, if you pay attention... But oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and I was just gonna say, how long have you been playing so far? Because what this just dropped a few days ago. Yeah, yeah on Thursday. Uh, Preston, let's check your Steam. What's your hour count? I think it's only like five hours so far. Okay. Uh, hold but on. I've been following like uh, my one of my one of my favorite YouTubers is a he's strictly a Souls YouTuber. I think his his name is uh, Vati Vati Vidya and. Um, I've been following his uh, all of his lore stuff and all of his uh, gameplay since last year, since I started allowing him and some other few select uh, players testing. So, uh, fifteen hours I have. I've been watching a ton of people as well. Um, I have uh, fifteen hours, but story wise, we're probably exactly awesome. yeah about um <laughs> as i say i've um i've beaten a couple bosses thus far in the beginning uh great part like lime grave oh yeah main i haven't beat i haven't beat him yet i've uh, uh got i've gotten them half health and i was like yeah. uh, i'm just gonna go beat some other bosses kind of get uh, more of a hang of the yeah. combat style they're going for and i then mean I'm gonna 
head I'll back. be honest. Plus, I mean, I don't want to progress even further right now just because there's just so much to do in the beginning part anyway. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I waited until I was like level 32. Um, so, I mean, you have someone who's like, I, I would say unless you don't have a life and you've literally taken off these last few days and have no significant others and have no family and nothing <laughs> and have just sat around and played the game, I'm sure you're pretty far. But I, I, I think we're like as far as <laughs> I mean, most of the population. Yeah, I mean, that kind of speaks to one uh, issue I've been seeing with the popularity of the game <laughs> is that uh, so as we said earlier, Chris, the game is extremely hard and not very many people pick it up because they hear that kind of thing. And it's yeah. kind of kind of like I would have never gotten in. Yeah, I would have never gotten into the series. Like I picked up Dark Souls 2 on a whim when I was like 13. One of the hardest ones. Yeah, and uh, it kicked my ass. I only got like halfway through the game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so uh, this the the popularity has definitely kind of done like I, obviously it's good for from software getting like the exposure and stuff like that. But I've seen a lot of uh, like review bad reviews and just like uh, people not liking it just because they don't understand how and hard it is. Don't want yeah. to kind of invest the time into what it takes to start being good at it this uh, and this game won an award for being the most hype game uh of 2022 and uh to put what Preston's saying in a perspective a lot of the journalists who are reviewing the game who i don't think have ever even heard of a dark souls <laughs> game were like yeah. well the game sucks because it's got no difficulty selector and i just thought <laughs> just, well, I, like, <laughs> I mean yeah in I, I get it, like to some extent, but um, I mean the game's been going on for a while, and I, I, honestly, if you just invested some time into learning the basic skills, you could get probably decently far. Into the I game. I tell everyone the same thing, and I I even told Corey this when I was starting, and I said, you know, the first ten hours of this game. You're, I'm just gonna get my shit kicked in. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> lose and lose and die and become frustrated and so mad. And my hands are gonna cramp and sweat. <laughs> and then, uh, sure enough, <laughs> the tenth hour hit and things. <laughs> and I I'm not even joking. And it makes sense for how much time I have clocked in the game because I would say only my my last few plays, my last few launches, have been quite successful and very good and very fun where i've leveled up very quickly i beat i beat margit the one of the main bosses and i turned around <laughs> one of the after it was that. surprisingly one of the harder bosses of yeah the whole game yeah and and turn around and went to a, an infested place with enemies that i would have otherwise you... felt overwhelmed and beat a boss there <laughs> So, have you tried the dragon yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I I did. Uh, I did the the uh, mariner, um, the mariner boss, uh, and it was. Uh, I that makes sense. The tenth hour hit, and suddenly my hands were like, oh yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, like sense. once you finally kind of once it clicks, it clicks, and you become obsessed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're addicted, yeah. you're hooked, and then suddenly I was at work watching videos of it while I was not home playing it. Oh yeah, and while I was like at exactly. home and not playing it, I was thinking about being in my room and playing it. You know, so yeah. you're you're thinking about it right now. You guys are probably oh, playing it right God, now. As we're yes, talking right now. I, I'm telling you right <laughs> no. now. 
I cannot wait to, to when, when I'm done with a show, I'm going to go take a shower and start some laundry. <laughs> and while that laundry is going before I pack for my, my shoots this week, I am going to sit down and play the shit out of Elden Ring and enjoy every second of it. Yeah. Hey, so I guess George Martin confirmed that Tolkien's Middle Earth was an influence for the game. I'm reading here. That makes sense. I but honestly yeah. though, um what what fantasy game doesn't have the Lord of the Rings as an influence? Yeah, true. It kind of spans so much. Like Lord kinda, of the Rings kind of set, set the foundation set the, for fantasy. Yeah. yeah definitely. But their their goblins look like skull monkeys. I don't know if you guys remember that game Skull Monkeys on the PlayStation, <laughs> the claymation game. Um but they, they, the the god his version of goblins look like skull monkeys and it's hilarious. Yeah. It is actually very funny. They're just monkey bodies with skulls. How do you like those dogs? The dogs <laughs> literally looks. Oh yeah, they look like wolfhounds. Some of them look like uh, Molly. My no, I mean, I mean, I mean, dogs. <laughs> Have you not run across like all those uh, wonderful from software community memes? Try fingers, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, so, okay. Um, okay. All right, hold on. Chris, like every Chris single is thinking, animal what are these in the game is a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they, there's, there's so, so, Chris, there are these like little plaques on the ground that you can leave, and um, you can leave messages, online messages for other players. And so these plaques will just randomly show up while you're playing, and you can read them and they're from other people. But the funny yeah, so thing like, about it's, it is it's that they're supposed to help you, like, like, warn you about like potential yeah, ambushes or whatever. Hand- and stuff yeah. but people obviously use it for a different reason and you, yeah. you don't you don't just get the type what you want to say it's like a word selection so you're very limited in the things that you have to say for good reason i understand why they did not give people the power to type their own things <laughs> and these messages are hilarious all over the place you'll see try fingers but whole <laughs> or like 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 there was there was one on a tree and it said ah tree <laughs> it's and they they try they they dupe you into thinking all these brick walls are secret passages and like oh yeah those are my uh, secret passage and i like, love sit watching there and like, like you like streamers watching in? playing this game for the first time like oh really and they just hit the wall for like 20, like 10 minutes yeah yeah and nothing happens and then like they'll turn around and there's a plaque behind them and they go up and read it and it says a liar <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh it's uh it's it's very funny one of the one of the hilarious aspects aspects of the game um so so how long did it take to develop this game years probably yeah um but probably uh man how long when did sekiro come out well i mean it, they were working on it before sekiro though too um, yeah, yeah they had the teams uh, split up working on um the games at us at the same time i mean it's not as hard because they run they're running on the same engine and a lot of the same assets but it's still like a lot of work for that uh, open world game okay. right. that's also another thing chris uh the reason that everyone was so hyped about it is that a lot of these uh from software games the maps kind of work like a maze so like let's say you're in this one part of the map and then Later on, you get this other thing to unlock this other part of the map, and then it just keeps branching off as if like everything's kind of starting to connect all in one. Um, that's kind of how all, always how the games have always been like played and ran. And okay. now they have uh, introduced an open world aspect to it, which really has shaken up kind of like how a lot of people play. <laughs> and so, and so here to put this in perspective for you, uh, 
this is how a game should be made uh the, it's a fantastic Absolutely. game there is nothing but love for it for the people who actually every inch game is um, every inch of it is you can discover something it, you, it, you can you play it and it's like oh my god this is what this is what playing a game like this is what it means this is it this is the epitome of gaming um and so production for this game started back in 2016 um, an Elden Ring uh, tech leak um, came out, and well, it's a pretty it quick leaked. turnaround time for such a good game. Well, yeah, but like, look at other things, and I, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive for today's today's. Oh uh, yeah, it's like to launch with like very very few bugs. Like, oh yeah, it's just a very clean and like, yeah. What what are you guys playing it on? Uh, I'm playing. We're both playing on on PC. Yeah, PC. Right, okay. I don't game. Okay. I, don't, I, don't oh, I couldn't get my uh, controller to work for like the first forever. So I didn't uh, even play it really on the first day. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, so but I think that was my issue and not really from software's issue. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful Steam game. issue. There's nothing, there's nothing but love and it's been crafted from the ground up. Um, George R. R. Martin actually wrote the story back in 2016. I'm reading off a big thread um, back in 2016 and in in, uh, from software and him got together and developed it into the game. Um, the act, so the release of like all the news that, Hey, this game is being developed. was in 2019 delayed uh, because of COVID it's supposed to come out in 2021, but they didn't say anything. They were pretty much like, okay, well, um, let's just take our time and it they didn't come out with anything until middle of 2021 and they're like hey release date of 2022 and thank god for that because wow so, it is amazing so did he originally set out to write this as a game or something different i, don't I know. think they approached him, uh, i believe from i'm if i'm remembering this right i think they approached miyazaki approached him about helping um working on the game to start off with so no they had the idea of doing an open world and um i think they wanted george r R. martin to kind of help fill just like the uh you know creative uh aspect to it of the story yeah yeah interesting so you can play this on any platform i assume uh playstation platform you you can play on playstation xbox but you can't play it on the switch because the switch sucks (laughs) <laughs> i mean i wouldn't say the switch yeah. sucks it's just uh it, it, good it's for its the own switch thing. yeah yeah i mean it's the switch doesn't suck but it was not made to run triple a titles yeah, yeah. well Newer um AAA titles i think we have milked elden ring yeah. um I, I, we I can get into a lot much, more of it yeah but uh i think this yeah. is good enough for here we're, we're, we're losing we're losing our audience at this point because at this point they're like well no one else has got like i'm still playing the game like i don't want to know anything so i all right so let's talk movies then yes i, I okay i'm real oh man i am purposefully hiding myself from this movie so i can watch it and it's glory and just bathe in its greatness so i just did an episode for our other show electric entertainment which that episode will be dropping soon um and we went through all of the batmans uh actually started with the old late great adam west from 1960s tv show batman and then through the 80s and all the way up to uh 
the latest installment of Batman movies mm. leading up to Friday's release of The Batman. What are you guys excited for this movie or what? Preston, I, I want to am... get your thoughts. I'm very excited for this movie. Like I uh, said earlier, um, I'm very excited for kind of a darker take on a younger Batman who's not yet kind of honed in on what his real moral compass is. You know what I'm saying? Still mm. in the in the mm. in his anger of of losing uh, his parents and trying to be the Batman. All right, so how many Batman movies have you watched, Preston? Pretty much all of them. Okay, so mm. so Batman is something that you like in mm. the realm of movies, right? One of my favorite favorite uh, you know m- comic things, favorite movies. Uh, yeah, man. So Connor, we have, this is this might be a first here where I actually Preston- me and Ryan went to go watch the Batman uh, Batman uh, Dark Knight together. The Dark Knight or the well, Dark Knight Rises? Dark we Knight. did you go? So it was me and Ryan that went. Or no, it was Dark Knight Rises. I was gonna say because Dark Dark Knight, Knight Rises, we went and watched. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because because we went to the midnight showing of Dark Knight, and I yeah I didn't remember you being there though. So that was Dark Knight Rises then. Okay. Let so me, I didn't go to that. Oh one. oh oh! I am very. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, but. In my heart, how can you beat the Dark Knight? You can't. It's number one. It's the. <laughs> I say this with everything. Even with me. the nipples. This is no, 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 no. Whoa, You're hey. t- no, that's old. No, that's wrong old. one, uh, wrong one, pal. The Dark Knight uh, is. Is that Pre- wait, Preston? Did... Your your favorite is the one with the nipples. Yes. Oh, oh. should have known. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> no okay so uh I, I mean this in all sincerity i think the dark okay. knight is the best movie that has ever been made so let me ask you this because this is what we talked about last night i would agree dark knight is a fabulous film do you think it would be viewed differently if heath ledger was still with us no mm. Because even mm. if he was still with us, he still would have plummeted himself into that role uh, and came out more damaged than he was going into it. Do you think... I feel like there's would... some element to it, but I'll, uh, I also think that his, uh, well, I mean, for, his like, performance for me, really shines through. For me, it, it, it doesn't... It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't change anything for me. Like The yeah. performance is still there. But not the performance, the way the protagonist and antagonist roles are played in that movie. Do you think it could be reversed should mm. Heath Ledger not have you, died so prior to the release of that film? You're thinking like the anarchy like side of things like, you, you, oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, saying. you almost want to you almost you almost you almost, you almost have uh, some sympathy for him. You do somewhat. But in a, I mean, in a way you don't because he's. Uh, he's a terrorist he's the joke yeah he's the joker right um but i don't know i, I don't know no That's, I, uh, I i don't i don't think like i think if he was still alive uh he i, I chris nolan wow chris nolan what a, what a fantastic filmmaker i i don't think they, they wouldn't have made any more there's no way he would have done a third and that would have been it because he was like all right after this i'm done um 
But uh, I think, I mean, I think if he was still alive, no one else would be like we would not have had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah. Yeah, per- I agree. personally, I'd- personally, because because at that point, he, he, everyone would have been like, "Well, why why would you recast the Joker if Heath Ledger is still alive?" I mean, I I don't know. I feel so like do you think they were going are- for something completely different with that. No, no, I, so yeah, do- I I know what you're saying, but like, I don't think it would cross anyone's mind to do a Joker movie if he was still but, alive. Yeah, all right. So would Heath Ledger have played in Suicide Squad? No. Okay. Why not? No, no, no. Um, I don't think he would have taken the role. He doesn't. Honestly. The Suicide Squad was awful. It was the worst movie I've ever <laughs> seen. That and so that's so funny because The Dark Knight is what made me like actually really love movies, and uh, and and that like I still think it is the best movie that has ever been made that I've ever watched that I've ever laid eyes on, and then I turn around and I, I watch The Suicide Squad after falling in love with that universe, <laughs> and I think it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, Suicide Squad is not very good. What did, so the what, Suicide what did, Squad. Coming out of the Dark Knight, what were your thoughts on Dark Knight Rises? I hated Dark Knight Rises. I also loved it, but I had a different. I had a big beef with Bane. That's Dark, that was my only. That was my biggest beef with the movie because he wasn't. He wasn't the cartoon character type of Bane. Yeah, he wasn't. I he mean, wasn't I, I, I just wish they. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it, it's it was his film. I he could do what he wanted with it, and I'm not like I'm not saying it was a bad film by any means. I just wish they would have kind of kept closer to the luchador, like not like not like over the top or anything. You know what I'm saying? Just like more closer to what the character was in the comics, and not what they decided upon I, for the I movie. get what you're coming from uh, but I think you also have to take into perspective the man who's making the movies if you would have said no nah, I think you need to keep Bane like a luchador you know he would have smacked you <laughs> in the face and shot you in the I mean, forehead I mean that's just what I just said like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. more with the ethnicity of the original character like um, some aspects I thought the mask looked maybe. stupid and I thought I don't know it just felt kind of dumb it kind of grew first it, when I I first, it. well first time i watched it too i i didn't I like the approach. For <laughs> but it, it, it but it grows on you i, yeah, I mean I, did, really I still don't it. like it really i can't no, watch that I, movie i mean i like it i like it 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 feels like a christopher nolan movie or the batman <laughs> I, so so i mean if you if you view it from like oh i love the batman comics and you go and you watch it you're like eh, i don't know about that but for me if you put if you put the Dark Knight Rises uh, side by side with uh, Tenet, it's like whoa, yeah, this feels the same. This is the same. I also thing. never really liked. Um, I also never really liked his voice for Batman. Oh, well, see, I, that, I think that's one of the better voices, in my opinion. It, so I have to agree. When I first watched it, I didn't like his approach that how deep he took his voice for Batman. But again, that has grown on me over time yeah. as well. Because and, because when you I, hear when you hear Ben Affleck's like digital auto tune Batman, you're like, oh, okay, dude, come on. I wish they would just find someone with an actual deep voice. <laughs> like what? I mean, because like whenever I think of Batman, I don't think of him trying to or like I don't know trying to alter I, like, his voice. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I get it, but I think he's know what I mean. Like, I'm not like it doesn't take away from the movie that much, but I just wish it wasn't that way. Again, I, I think, uh, I think that's the difference between like a, a comic booky Batman versus 
a, because, a I mean, very even though, realistic like, with the voice Batman. actors for all the original Batman animated series, like those, they sounded amazing. Like, yeah, uh, like what well, it, it just feels kind of just like I don't know. It feels just very exaggerated and cartoonish when it doesn't didn't need to be. I guess. I, I well, I think they were trying to go for the. Exact Where's time. Rachel? <laughs> I think they were trying to go for the exact opposite, though. Like, if you like, real Christopher Nolan Singh is like a realism within the world of fiction. You take this idea that's larger than life, and you try to make it to seem like real. You know, you make it yeah. like okay, yeah, I could buy it. So why? So why does? <laughs> so why does whenever he puts on the Batman costume, he strains his voice, going. Oh, yeah. Because because how else are you supposed to do it without it without it being like oh well this is obviously some stupid yeah. moment in the movie that someone can't do in real life, I think I think changing his voice is realism and Robert Pattinson from what I've heard in the trailer is doing the same thing. I mean, you could have just got someone who has a deep voice. No, or... but that's not the point because he'd have a deep voice even as Bruce Wayne, and then everyone in Christopher Nolan see to Christopher Nolan he'd be like, well, the people are just gonna know it's Bruce Wayne from the voice because someone's smart enough to do that. We're certainly all smart enough mm. to do that. I mean, if you don't look at someone, I don't think you're going to immediately notice. I mean, he's Batman. He's a billionaire. He could just get a voice uh, alternator. I think, but, that, but uh, the, see, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it'd be. I don't know. I think it'd be difficult. I have to say, stick by Christian, Christian Bale was the best Batman thus far. So I agree. I completely agree. I might be biased because. It's my favorite. It's my favorite movie of all time. But I agree. I am looking forward to this one, though. I have to agree. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a different take. It does get dark. It much appears darker. It's much like darker. Clocking, clocking in at about three hours. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I, uh, I think, I think who they cast to play the Riddler is a fantastic choice. But I also yeah. think, um, oh man. I also think the what the Riddler does in the movie is too close to what the Joker did with um, that one guy where he dangles him off the building that they played the tape and it's like, yeah, you, you know, you know, like like he just uh, he uses people or he puts the cell phone inside the guy and from what I've seen in the trailer the Riddler just like uses people and ties bombs to them and in like uses them to deliver messages in death, which is the exact same thing that Heath Ledger Heath Ledger's Joker did. Yeah, but wow, am I excited for this movie? I think I'm so excited for it because it's like the first dark take on Batman since The Dark Knight. Yep, I'm pumped. All right, was, Connor, what's what's new with you? What's well, the I, I wanna, what's your topic? I want to ask Preston something just real quick. Oh, all right, Preston. Do you mm. do you think? Even though they say no, do you think that this is something that could later be fit into the Joker universe that was set? I don't think so. You don't think so? I've heard there's a chance. I've heard there's a chance. You don't. You don't think it's possible? What, what would you want to see it? Given given that I, I would have to see. I would movies. have to see the movie first um, okay. to kind of give my thought on it. But as of now. My thought is no. Um, I feel like I would like the Joker, I like the Joker film as its own yeah. thing. To be honest, I, I, would, no, I feel I, like it. I feel like it should be that and just yeah. stay that way. Because I don't know. I don't we, feel like it should branch off into anything. 
Yeah. We don't need I feel like walking also walking Phoenix probably wouldn't do it. I saw thing like he could just be lying just to kind of cover up for the future thing, but he said that he wanted to just do that and have it be that. Well, I I mean not everything has to be a marvel, you know. Like yeah. thing, things can be I, its own thing. Yeah. I it's I don't know, man. Um he plays such a good Joker though. Like I would love to see what he became in the Joker film ad, ad, adapted to the new Batman like what they're doing with Robert Patterson. Uh but yeah. is but I don't know. Just have to I, see. If it's done right I'm, then I feel like I could learn to like it. Sure. Well, I, I just, I ask because I know that you and I did a mat. We did two parts to the Joker two movie. Two parts to the Joker two movie. Two parts yeah. of the Joker movie when it came Man, man. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I remember well, that. It was like it's the one first, of my favorite films. Yeah, as I say, so it's the first movie press and ever like really did a ton of research on. Um, and so we sat down and we we talked in his kitchen for like, oh my God, how long was it? Like two hours, two and a half hours? Like that? It was like two, half, three hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty crazy. So um, it was such just a beautifully filmed movie, just yeah. like with everything they did. Was it really, yeah. was it, was it, did it really happen or was it just in his head? Oh my gosh. We've oh, I, 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 I was going to, I was going <laughs> to ask that too. I, I actually, I really hate how people are like, oh, it, it just happened in his head. I'm like, no, it's not an M.I. No. Shyamalan movie. Um, I feel like they just did that just to kind of mess with you a bit, but, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like different ways that you look at it can make you come to different conclusions. Um, but yeah, I, I my honest, like, like if we're, like, if we're going to just go on for this tangent real quick, I honestly feel like he exaggerated a lot of it just from his mental illness as shown throughout the entire movie. So I don't feel like they would show us that if they didn't want us to question the end of it so my thought is i don't unless the director and writers say something more about it we will never really know yeah yeah, yeah. and they never will it's just like um it, it's gonna but be i, I love things. it that it's like that it's uh so it's it's gonna be one of those things where um we we kind of look back and think, oh yeah, well, there's always a chance if, 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 uh, j- just like there was with, um, with Inception. Like, is he in the dream? Is he not? And we'll never know. And honestly, at that point, like, who cares, right? And go yeah. watch the movie. I get so much love out of going through and watching Inception every time I see it, even even though I know we don't get an answer at the end. But yeah, because hey. I mean, every time you watch movies like that, you kind of just your brain kind of goes to a different conclusion, even if yeah. you like you still believe the first time you watched it, like your conclusion. But like, what if like, what if it's this like, you know, and that's where uh, Disney started the whole series. Um, <laughs> we so I will I, say I, before we leave, before we leave this uh, Batman conversation, I will say my favorite depiction of Batman in any form of media has been arkham asylum okay that's fair um that no that that's probably second best uh i think christian bale uh christian bale I, I will say he does he does well this is just the voice for me yeah uh, it was just, a voice it was gotta, a voice for a lot of people but like you gotta I mean, learn to love it you when you watch <laughs> when you know what christopher nolan's about it makes sense it, it just like it clicks and so i don't even think about it whenever i watch it but then again 
I might be wrong, but I'm telling and one you, more Robert Pattinson before... does this in the trailer. He 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 goes, I have vengeance, and then he like, you know, punches a guy. Yeah, yeah. Ask away. Quick question, question before we leave. So, what is your most? What's your favorite scene from The Dark Knight? Hmm. Who? Hmm. Who? From who? All right. Just, what's your favorite? Well, no, 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 like, like, like me or Chris. Who are we starting with? Both. Of, it doesn't matter. Okay, Chris, you go Connor, first. Go ahead. Oh, oh Chris, go ahead. Go. <laughs> um. So I. So. In the Dark Knight, not the trilogy, right? Yeah, just the. Dark. Uh, the I mean, I think it's got to be when it's batman and the joker and he he's basically goes into the interrogating room and it's mm, yep. kind of the battle mm, between them good. i think that's the best scene from that movie for me but there's a ton more yeah. of really good scenes in it yeah oh i kind of like the scene where he's in the back of the police cruiser and hanging out the window too so yeah that's a good shot definitely that's kind of how my brain works with all movies is just the shots that they get the cinematography Mm -hmm. well because you look Mm -hmm. at things you look at things from like a symmetrical like a artistic standpoint and so that makes a lot of sense i never really thought about it that way you you probably view scenes and scene composition as you do paintings and and pictures and photography and stuff like that um i'd say my favorite scene is the whole beginning sequence of him yeah. robbing the bank. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that yeah. Inch, that that part it, it just kicks <laughs> it off so well. Sends chills <laughs> down my spine. It's, <laughs> it's like so me scary. watching that when I was like a kid was just like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. So I remember what this movie came out in 2011? Eight. Oh, 2008. Wait, what, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 2008. Yeah, it was right. Um. So think about, I was nine years old. Look at me knowing movie stuff. I I, I thought 2011 or 2008. I don't remember what came out in 2000. Yeah, but 2008. So I was nine years old when it came out. And um, mom and dad, like, I remember, I remember there being so much hype around this movie. And it being the, like, a horribly violent movie. So, like a dark twisted oh. violent movie and i remember yeah. i remember there was an article in the newspaper like saying you should not go let your kids watch this similar to what they did with cloverfield <laughs> and um, deadpool <laughs> yeah and and yeah deadpool. well i mean do you remember the time in the theaters though there were like armed guards at certain yeah. theaters i mean yeah. we had a theater shot up it was yeah. crazy it was when this crazy came time in, in oh the, and chris i did watch it with you and ryan did you really? I did. I uh, I was saying I was like, no, it wasn't Dark Knight Rises. It was definitely like because whenever we like, yeah, it was, was definitely it? with you guys. Okay. All so right. I I definitely um yeah wow I like I think I I almost wonder if the hype made the movie even greater for me because I like my parents sat me down and they were like, now listen, this is a seriously messed up movie, and uh, <laughs> if you, if we let you watch this, you have you like you have to sleep in your own beds. I I mean like I wasn't you know I was, yeah. and and my parents were like, if we let you watch this, you can't have nightmares. Like you have to see, like you can't give us any any problems. And I said, okay, deal. 
what they didn't know is that it started a lifelong obsession over that movie uh and that it is still today <laughs> as i remember i remember watching it for the first time and like cowering in my seat and, and i still today just i get giddy talking about it it's phenomenal yeah. phenomenal i have to agree that opening scene and being at the theater for opening night it was just yeah it was just you didn't know what to expect and when he pulls the mask off and it's him it's like wow you knew you were in for a ride yeah uh good stuff i actually watched a bootleg copy with the warner brothers uh uh, logo in the bottom corner but it was like full hd widescreen (laughs) better than probably the copy we bought we bought on dvd (laughs) nice so uh all right of, so i've been on the edge of my seat that guys skip me oh sorry sorry well you're oh. just agreeing with us we thought go, go ahead we uh, talked about all the good parts there's none left <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it's from a cinematographer cinematography point of view um one of my favorite scenes of the movie is whenever they reveal um uh um when they have heath ledger in the uh in like like the uh like group of uh soldiers or whatever oh yeah yeah no makeup no makeup joker no makeup makeup joker Joker. Mm -hmm. i loved that scene yeah it's so chaotic there's so much so much going on yeah it's just the calm moment of swiping for like away from like him in that instant and just it was great but yeah i think uh making the pin disappear too was a good that was a good one how's it going yeah you want to see a magic (laughs) or when when he like when he like slides down the whole pile of money before setting it on fire that's amazing yeah man there's just so many the whole movie you can't hardly pick so many iconic scenes but and 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 yet to think he he oh my god and and to think that people think inception is his best movie can you believe that? <laughs> or yeah. like Memento. Probably or, just or Insomnia. <laughs> no way, dude. It's the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. All right. So like Chris said, we've been on the edge of our seat, Connor. Let's you sound you sound let's like hear. you sound let's like hear. you're itching. Um I have an idea that is going to win me Sundance. Oh oh. But I I'm I'm actually patiently awaiting response. So I have an idea about shooting a documentary um, about a couple of guys from Linton, Indiana, and I'll give you guys a guess on who these guys are. Okay. Take a crack. No hints or anything? No, no, no. Two guys. Two guys. And it's it's a documentary. Um, yeah. My age. My age. Uh, maybe. I honestly don't know. Was it be older? Was it the guys that took that one girl from uh, no, the no, no, carnival? No. no, not not the murder rapists. Two guys. Well, that's my best. Did... That was my best guess. Well, that was a good guess, though. <laughs> you actually got. <laughs> I actually forgot about it. I realized how messed up that sounded. I, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we heard about it. Like my mom would tell me all the time, "Is just like watch out." Like anytime so, I go anywhere in London. <laughs> so like they did something good, like they're famous or yeah, yeah, they, well, I wouldn't say they're famous, but they have like a decent amount of recognition in a certain community that we don't really pay a whole lot of attention to. But, but you do Chris, let's say it's like a, you have a special interest in what we're going to play a game. What is your real estate? Interest? No, 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 no. What is your special interest? Chris in movies? I mean, yes. 
A certain type right. of movie, maybe? Horror movies? Okay, okay. Now we're one step closer. These two guys have something to do with Chris's special interest in horror movies. Hmm. I have no idea. I was going to say something about a basketball movie. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I was going to say Phil Harris and his uh, voice portrayals in some of the Disney movies. Oh, the old Phil Harris golf course. Um, <laughs> no, so there, there. Uh, so when I when I was growing up, my dad was like, "If you're into movies and you want to go make movies, you should really go talk to these guys." And they always pointed me in the direction of of these two guys from Linton, who specialize in making what they call micro budget horror movies how uh, have i not known this they they go by the name moonlight films and uh yeah my it turns out my cousin is like one of their go-to actresses uh i'll, I'll link i'll link their films um to this i'm i and when, whenever whenever we hop off here i'll tell you more about it but my idea my idea is to do a documentary basically following them go like what like following them as they make a micro budget horror movie um all right I, so hold I on think so they're doing one currently so moonlight-films.com is a GoDaddy page so no, are they no, no, still no. in so, existence so like okay. like look like look it up on youtube i think they use some like different movie distribution website to, to get their okay. like copies of like dvds and blu-rays and stuff out um these guys mm. have made like 13, 14 movies. I would even say maybe more, like maybe 18 or 19. Do they film them locally? Yeah, film all. Yeah, I guarantee like the every time you, you watch a clip or something, you'll be like, oh, I know where that is. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Like okay. everything is shot inland. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I haven't yeah, either. Yeah. Well, and so it, it's, it's interesting because they make these like... Um, for lack of better words, and I mean no disrespect, cheesy C-rated horror movies. See with like with oh yeah 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 with like rubber knives and stuff like you know. Yeah. Guy Say mask. all right. So is one of the guys James Mayer? Yes. All right. I think I found who you're talking about. Posted yes. a video just like just recently, five days ago. Yep. Yep. Um, interesting and so and so my idea is to follow them around with my camera and document them making a micro budget horror movie good idea and and just kind of follow on the whole history of him doing this because this guy has poured his life into making like these movies and has never once had like a feature film that has went nat like national well, Fangs 2001 didn't make it as a national movie. You they, can watch it for free on YouTube. They like. have they have a ton of movies that have like 500k views. Um, so it's like they have like a weird cult horror following, which makes it even more interesting. Like, no, they don't have like uh, a 24 audience, but mm -hmm. uh, they've got like a cult, a cult practical horror. Uh, following and i just think well, that's so interesting that these guys get together and they they do this and i think if i were to go out and document this sundance would eat that stuff up they always do they always eat stuff like that up oh yeah for sure the kings of micro budget horror yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's I'll see you guys at Sundance this year. Salt Lake City, <laughs> nice. Utah. Be there. Hey, um, let me uh, give me some give me some duties. I can follow along with you. I can. I help. actually, I actually uh, might might. I mean, I'll I'll come to both of you guys. Um, I just messaged the guy. I talked to my dad about it. My dad was, he felt so strongly. He's like, whatever budget you need, whatever you need to get this thing funded, let's do it. He loves, nice. he loves the idea. And, and I said, well, do you know them? And, and like, do you think you could like give me a sit down with these guys? And he said, no, but you know, our cousin. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. Um, so I sent, uh, I just friended the guy on Facebook. I sent him a message. I said, Hey, I have an idea where uh, I would love to document you guys making a horror movie. Uh, and he has yet to read it. Thanks, James. <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, like we feel like, I feel like we have all the skill set. Yeah, we have all the skill set, like to... equipment, everything. Like, uh, yeah, it's just literally getting out and doing it, editing it. And uh, I would love, it would be my dream to submit the rough cut to the August 23rd deadline of Sundance like that, that would seriously be incredible and it's doable too. Like how, how seriously difficult would it be? So James and James, huh? James and James, James James Mayer, James Stevenson. Yeah. 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 Yep. Now, now the hardest, the the hardest thing we're going to have to do is think of a clever title. Do you have any ideas already? That would come in time. (laughs) <laughs> that would come in time because I've just been sitting here trying to think of titles. Well, that's that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would come in time. I think, I think we, Preston, with all due respect, you and I get so ahead of ourselves. Like we don't even have the details of our project before we have a name. <laughs> we have, we have a name and we don't even know what it is. We don't even know what we're doing yet. Hey, I came up with this. Cool I, I just imagine us going down there doing a bunch of sit down, like a nice backdrop, uh, camera fixed on them. Just doing interviews and mixing the interviews in with footage of them doing their thing and it's all that kind of stuff. We so so here here is real life um, real life depiction of me and you. Uh, you come to me. I have a name. I'll say okay. You said the Beatles, and I'll say well, what are we doing? And you said game design. <laughs> and then suddenly we end up as a four person band and sold it to a group of guys in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all i got that's all i got more to come more to come well, we're actually gonna have up to, on episodes now so everything's released everything's good check their movies out too yeah yeah you guys stick around for a few minutes i want to show you someone like some clips on youtube yeah. well if that's what we're calling uh the episode uh thank you guys for checking out the whatever podcast um yeah, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening, and peace. Bye. See ya.